Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast, and they are six games over 500 for the first time this season. Here's Chicago Cubs with a 7-6 win over the Detroit Tigers. Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, Cody Del Mendo, Greg Braggs running the ones and twos tonight. Everybody in the chat's been waiting for us patiently. Look at them all excited and fired up tonight. Yeah, we're going to have a beer bet. Yeah, Cody's going to try a new uh, Goose Island beer tonight. Yeah, we're going to talk about the autumn of the ass man. Yeah, we're going to talk about how the Eminem brothers saved the season. Yeah, that's what we do. And yeah, we'll probably talk a little about... We'll have some slaughter talk if if Gary joins the chat here before oh, too there. long. He's there already. He's I see him. And Are we we'll going to say nice things about, about Ian Happ? Ian somebody Happ? will complain about Happ batting third before yeah, it's over. That's how we roll. Usual, that's so we won't say nice things us. about Ian Happ. Okay. No. Uh, All right. Anyways, big win for the Cubs. We, we didn't have a chance to talk of personally, the three of us, about the end of the Royal Series. We just had the Friday disappointment, and then they get two. So Brendan and Corey took care of that. We said you at least got to win the series against the Royals. Now, personally, I think you have to sweep the Tigers. They're that bad. They're also that bad. Take care of business. Mm-hmm. Dan Plezak said 8 out of 12 in this stretch before he faced the Brewers. I lean 9. I lean 9. Not bad. Yeah, no, I... This was a big one to hang on to this. Again, like, the records are what they are. I mean, I said it with the Royals. Like, the Royals were playing a lot better in the last couple weeks, especially after the All-Star break than, you know, what the records said as far like they had, like, the second or third highest batting average. They weren't striking out a lot. A little scrappy kind of team. So the Cubs managed to take two of three from them. Uh, You go into Detroit, you know, another bad team record-wise. And and on paper, a team you kind of need to beat. Um, And potentially sweep right like two out of three is good and and over the long haul two out of three is always going to be good um but right now it's like when you've got these bad teams at, on your schedule you're going to be favorites in all of them right so you should probably take i think nine is, is i'm with you is the goal yeah. right like you got another was it nine games or so no less than however, eight less than eight would be very disappointing yeah, however many they have left like they got one loss to play with and still mm-hmm. be able to take nine of them. Um, then they didn't want to lose that third game already in the stretch today. And Cubs managed to, um, you know, they managed to just kind of avoid a pretty bad collapse right there at the end of the game. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say it was a good win because they almost blew it, um, but a necessary Once. win, a way to huh. start this road trip. Um, good win, no. Critical win, yes. Critical win. There you go. I think that's, that's <coughs> how we look at it is – a game that they were winning pretty much the entire game, a game they shouldn't have dropped that they almost did, managed to squeak it out, and you know now we're sitting here with a happy chat, maybe, hopefully. Yes, Sean, Jimmy Carter is still currently alive but not doing well. Um, yeah, that game what? was annoying. <laughs> uh, again, I, I, they've won three straight, but all three of them have been annoying, but they've won, so I'm not someone who's going to complain about wins. Uh, I guess what gives me – what gives me anxiety, I think that's what it is, I have anxiety, is the fact that they are playing bad teams and they're just not giving their best showing. And so, obviously, I know they, they're not going to play like they did at the, you know, from the start of the All-Star break to, you know, before they went out and played the Mets. I think that was probably some of the best baseball we've seen them play all season was from the beginning, from the, after the All-Star break to the end of the Braves series. That was 
to me, that's probably the best we've seen them play all year. And, you know, they they beat they won two out of three against the Blue Jays. They did take two out of three against the Royals. They But probably should have swept the White Sox, whatever. Um, I, again, I'm not complaining. I'm just – ideally, they'd be playing better against <laughs> yeah. these bad teams. So I'm just being real with you and saying that, yes, this is awesome that they won. Yes, we're celebrating. But also, if they're playing better teams – would this team be falling apart instead? And I'm so I'm I have anxiety. I have anxiety thanks to the Chicago Cubs. Welcome to my life the last 25 years. Um, so that is what is on the bright side. Spin zone with the win. They are now a half game ahead in the second wild with the in the second wild card spot. So and they move up a half game because Milwaukee didn't play. Mm-hmm. So. I think the Reds didn't play or yeah, aren't playing, so, so they move ahead Miami's playing. Them. Miami's playing. Um, so I, I think they could possibly at least move up to, like, the out just on the outside looking in. But Yeah, um, I, I, I think the way you look at it is, is like, the, it, it, you didn't want it to be that tough of a win to get, but a win it is a win. It looked like it was going to be an easy win. They were yeah. up 5-2. to two. You got the insurance run that you needed when Hap got the triple and Bellinger drove him in. And then Fulmer comes out here, and we've said a lot of nice things about Michael Fulmer lately, and he just sucked. And then he, it looked like he kind of figured it out. And then the baseball god said, <laughs> hold my beer, and Baez gets a cheap hit, and so does McKinstry, and it's a tie game. You know what I mean? And that's baseball, and I'm not saying that those guys didn't deserve those hits, but according to baseball savant, they weren't exactly hard hit, hard hit balls that deserved to be hits. They just put them in the right spot. And Again, that's baseball magicals hit that gave them the lead was hit like 75 miles per hour so a rocket so like you know oh, no maybe maybe the gods gave us something back right hey uh, it wasn't but. it wasn't the javi baez zach mckinstry revenge game which we thought was coming kind of was for a second for a little bit well, there became it, it, we right? were like yeah. oh this is going to be the revenge game and instead right. the m&m brothers came through and saved it cody's going to do the beer bat get it all ready to uh get it chugged down make his dedication yeah he is going to do the beer bat but i loved edward <laughs> elric's chat up because he said a win is a win yeah. I, what are we doing here guys no that's, I understand. that's what i'm saying like yeah. it's a it's, win is that's a win. right everybody was belly aching the other night when we lost Listen, the other I, day when we lost to the royals and this is what it's all about this is why i said don't complain about the loss you stole a win against the white Sox yep. that you shouldn't have won with morell's walk off you lose a game that you shouldn't have maybe to the royals you win again that's what this is the playoff race we're yeah. back man well, we're in a playoff and that's what i'm saying is like it's like you obviously want it to be easier than that you don't want them to blow a three-run lead late in the game but yeah a win is a win and not every win is going to be easy right and sometimes if you're a good team if you're a playoff caliber team even against a bad team like detroit you need to get hit in the mouth and then see what how you respond right they did they got hit in the mouth they blew they blew a lead and managed to put two up in the ninth like that that's that's that is the makings of a good Garrett team. Garrett Johnson, I want to complain. Yeah, don't like, tell me how to People cub. will complain for sure, but it's yeah, <laughs> it, don't tell me how to cub, Brags. Yep. Let them do like, it. Like, let it's, cub how they want to cub. Of course, <laughs> do not want to be do not want the Cubs to make it as difficult on themselves as they did today. But you pull out a win and like I said, hopefully a happy chat because a win is a win. Complain again tomorrow. <laughs> complain again tomorrow as I'm sure people will, but they pulled out the win, and that's obviously good for the Cubs. Like Luke said, six games over five hundred for the first time this season. Well, you're so, agreeing with me then. Yeah. Uh, it's, Ravi agreed with me. Shane agreed with me in the chat. And Austin says uh, Luke is my MVP, so I agree with him. You ready? Dedication? Whatever. Oh, right, hold on. So, uh, first off, 
This is a new one. I think this is going to be bad because I've never like done this one before. So this is a different run. And this, this is a lot more hoppy. Not that it's a bad beer. It might be more difficult to chug. Yeah, it's not like a lager. You, you want you want to enjoy this. You want yeah. to you know take your time with this. Ideally, you're not chugging this. So one might say, and that one person is me. Credit to you. Credit to me. <laughs> that it's big of me to do this for the people on Sorry, the internet you. on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, Please don't shit on me if this is, goes bad. Well, hold Thank on, you. let me get let me get the stopwatch ready. I'm got I got mine. I also got mine. I'm always three I'm always juicing the clock uh, for my guys. All right, well, we have any guesses on this one? What's this IPA called? Uh, Just the IPA. This looks like a thick in, beer. In, I don't India know, man. Pale Ale? The India, India Pale, Pale Ale, Ale from Goose yeah. Island. It sounds honk, like honk. a thick this, beer to me. Yeah. Friends at Google. This, uh, this beer bed is well, for the ass man because he just continues to he, be awesome. And he shoves. Yeah. Autumn of the Ass Man is underway. And Cody's about to chug an India Pale Ale from Goose Island, and this is where champions are made. Yep. Are ready? Yep. Not every right, situation's perfect, Cody. And it's touched his lips. Cody Del Mendo, halfway through the beer bat. He's through the barrel. He's into the handle. Just down to the bitter end, and boom, now. I think I stopped it a lot. I got 10-4-5. 10-4-5 is what I got. I juiced juiced the clock for him. I I definitely stopped it a little early. There was was a premature stopping. There was the last, like, swig took just a little extra time. Yeah, that's what I like. I stopped it before that last I'm the clock man here. got head on the bottom here, too. You say 8-6. I'm the clock man here. Robbie had, like had it at six seconds. Robbie, I don't think Robbie. Robbie Robbie's wrong. Sixteen two, great. Six seconds. I mean, this <laughs> is better really, than most. Shout out to Robbie. If, if Braggs is juicing the clock, so <laughs> is Robbie. Robbie's really just. Not, um, we need to check that radar yeah. gun at Robbie's I house. I did go on a weekend bender, so maybe it's just the, go. practice. Just good practice I've been for practicing you. Practicing for three days. And you know, like like I said, the win is the win. Beer bets. Beer bet is a beer bet. Regardless of how hard it got in the game, go. right? There Regardless of how hard big it was of to you get to say there, that, Ryan. Beer it's very beer big bad, of you huh? to say that. And I know that doesn't necessarily play for you guys that are just listening on the podcast, which is why you should subscribe to the CHGO Sports YouTube channel. You can go back and totally. watch it and watch all of them. Don't miss any episodes. It's a way to vibe with us. Get in on the comments. Have some fun. And... Uh, don't miss out on the predictions for the beer bat. Well, there are a lot. Cody can range anywhere from about eight seconds to the first one was like two and a half minutes. <laughs> Well, you got to remind people. Well, that was a long time ago. Feels like years ago now. And it's just slowly but surely he's becoming a professional you at this. You got some super chats? Yeah, we do have some super chats, which was nice. Braggs, can you throw those up for us, the I super chats? I absolutely can. We appreciate everyone jumping in Somebody here. said, Luke, nobody agrees with you. The shtick is old. And so am I. <laughs> so that works. Uh, Fernando, the super chat, 499. Four wins, eight losses. Second half of the season in series openers they tend to lose first game to bad teams don't let the facts get in the way of a good story <laughs> fernando very much like that one you gotta, uh, it's spelled f-a-x that's that's yeah, you can bit. spell it f-a-x you have to spell it f-a-x that's put fulmer on the shelf huge win breaks uh, listen i i disagree with the fulmer the guy's been spectacular yeah. and he may not have been great tonight but the exit velo, as the kids tell me, was like 80 and 75 on, and, on McKinstry and Bias. And Luke, Not good. Luke, he walked some lucky. guys, though. And Luke, he did. you said oh, he huge win, yeah. Braggs, but that's not what it says. It says huge win, Braggs, goat. 
Oh, I didn't see the little Mariano's goat. Let's, let's, let's not go. forget the goats. Thank you, Mariano. Thank you. Uh, no, <laughs> Sorry. When did this former... become a, a, a increased Bragg's ego show? <laughs> every, yeah. every time we say Bragg's, now we have to go. With former, I mean, I, obviously, okay. obviously he didn't have it tonight, right? And that's going to happen with bullpen guys, especially with guys that aren't. Like, he's more established, but he's not like he hasn't been this high caliber reliever for his entire career you know he's no he's no he's not like Craig Kimbrell was especially the 2021 right um so Michael Fulmer like I I'm not I, I don't know it's the, the best way to say it. I'm not surprised he had a bad game because all relievers do you know not every reliever goes out there and punches out all three as he did against the White Sox last week maybe the most impressive that we've seen Michael Fulmer all year was getting out of that bases loaded jam against the White Sox um but from May 28th coming into today his last 32 appearances, Michael Fulmer had a 183 ERA. Opponents hit 175 against him with a 568 OPS. He'd been really good. And, you know, part of that was when he got moved to more lower leverage innings, but part of that was also um, doing kind of what he did last week against the White Sox, as I mentioned. He's uh, doing a little more mop-up duty, coming into to messes and coming up to, to clean them up. Um, and he's gotten a lot more high leverage roles. And, and, you know, David Ross talks about him when he talks about Julian Merriweather, Mark Letter Jr., and Abbott Oz. Like, those are kind of – those three are kind of your seventh, eighth, ninth inning guys for the most part. That's kind of how it's become. Um, but he talks about Michael Fulmer in the same way. It's like, Michael Fulmer may not be the closer anymore, but he's still getting used and has gained that trust from David Ross in, in different types of leverage moments. It may not be the ninth inning – but sometimes your highest leverage moment of the game could come in the fifth inning, For and sure. David Ross has trusted Michael Fulmer to do that. So today he didn't have it. Yes, he had you know a couple. It was Baez's broken bat ball that just hit the line uh, instead of going foul. Uh, McKinstry's ball falling in the outfield that just out of reach of Cody Bellinger. Like that's gonna happen, and you know, yes, it, it sucked for today for them because it, that is how the lead was blown—a three-run lead. Um, but Michael Fulmer has been really solid for the Cubs for a long time now, going on three months. Um, he didn't have it today, but I, I don't, I don't think you lo- you asked David Ross. I don't think David Ross would lose any confidence in Michael Fulmer in the spots that he's putting him in, just based on today. I think Michael Fulmer has done enough for more for majority of the season now to. Um, have earned David Ross's trust. Again, it may not be the ninth inning. That seems like that's where Adbert Alzelay is, and obviously Mark Letter Jr. got the got the save situation today. But Michael Fulmer has that trust from David Ross. He's part of that inner circle where, if he needs a guy that's going to go out and, and you know maybe you got a couple runners on, you need a guy to kind of put out a fire. He will definitely still be turning to Michael Fulmer in those kind of spots. Yeah, and David Ross stuck with has stuck with some veterans this season, maybe a little bit too long for a lot of people's liking. But Fulmer is one of those where it has paid off, right? Like the struggles early on. Uh, the Duke 8 one one with a super chat. 20 bucks he's dropping on us. Have to give the credit Duke. to the front office. I agree with just about every move they made. Lately, DFA, Mancini, Barnhart, and Hosmer were the right moves. Signing them initially, not so much. You're right. The initial moves, not good, but willing to eat that money for what was clearly a mistake on some of them was the right move. And... As Cody says, credit to them. Uh, Super Chat, five bucks. James says, some clown on the new Cubs podcast uh, did a timed beer chug after Sunday's win. He'll be sporting Daisy Dukes proclaiming the summer of Mike Talkman next. <laughs> he's, wearing, he's not even wearing pants. Wearing we got Daisy two Dukes. guys not wearing pants. His he's name talking is, about someone else. 
Whoever it is, I'm right. not asking who it is, but no, we don't. That, that's we don't interesting. Listen, whatever. Like I don't care. Best <laughs> form of flattery is yeah. Um, imitation. Imitation. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Better watch. Oh, oh we got Max. another super better, chat. Better Max. watch your Fuck mouth, 99. James. That's my guy. Wish me luck tomorrow behind enemy lines. He must be going to the game tomorrow. He's going to the Sox game, or is I he think going? he tweeted at me today saying that they were going to the game. In Detroit? Yeah, he's so, in yeah, Detroit. there you go. Yeah, that's of the game tomorrow, Max. Yeah. They'll probably be more, uh, you'd be, probably have more Cubs fans out there than you old <laughs> Tigers fans. Duke dropping more dollars on you. Duke again? Yep. Duke oh, again. man, another, now we're up to 30 bucks from the Duke. Just to be clear, none of you plan on singing on this stream, right? Although it can't be worse than what I endured earlier today. Are you talking about Carm? Yeah, Carm. <laughs> I, 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 will not, I can speak for myself that I will not be singing on this. I won't be singing sing either, Creed. but I, if Braggs and Cody want to sing Go Cubs Go, or if Braggs wants to sing Go Cubs Go while Cody chugs the beer, I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I, I'm totally down. I'm okay and with anyone that. that thinks that song isn't good, present company included, don't have good taste As in Braggs music. Braggs looks at the Sox guys. <laughs> That's right. Be quiet uh, over there. So back to Fulmer. Uh, we, we talked about how, you know, the, the Baez hit and the McKintry hit, like, that they were like, you know, just baseball being baseball. Yeah. Um, I did, like, there's, I've seen some comments about the umpire. Uh, the umpire definitely helped the Cubs in the ninth inning with the first batter. They definitely helped them, I think, when they were hitting two uh, with a couple nice balls that were called, or a couple of, you know, calls that went their Didn't way. Didn't he help Fulmer with one, too? Wasn't there one no, that was he outside? Did, he did not help Fulmer I with thought one. It was Fulmer. I was going to bring up. Or was it I was, Valencia when he came in? Maybe. Anyway, go, sorry. That go was ahead. lighter, if, unless you're getting that. Anyway, what I was getting at in that inning that Fulmer was in, um, you know, maybe things go different uh, if he gets the call. And I'll get to the call here in a no, second. There's this one right he here. He started. One, one called that, that, that ball right here called. Called strike three outside for yeah, Fulmer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah okay. One. So he did help, too. He did help he the did, Cubs, he too. Did, right. He did help. Okay, my bad. Well, anyway. There you go. What I was getting at, all right, so how that eighth inning went for Fulmer, Torkelson doubled to start the inning, and then Carpenter singled. So you got first and third with no outs. And then Matt Veerling comes up, and that's the walk that he had. And I believe that it could have been a strikeout mm-hmm. if the Cubs would have just got the borderline call. He threw yeah. a borderline pitch on the outside, top of the outside corner, yeah. and the umpire called it a ball. Um, again, that's – I'm just saying, it could have perhaps gone differently. It could have been he gets a the strike out there, then he strikes out Meadows. Then you have two outs there. Maybe, maybe Baez doesn't double after that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, again, he was not great. He did look like he was all over the place. And I still think that he's better in, like, middle relief more than anything. I know that, that – He's, they've used him some more so when they're down or, or something like that. They needed him to pitch a high leverage inning tonight. They needed him to pitch with the lead. It didn't work out. But he also pitched that insane inning against the White Sox last week yeah. that led to them getting the win. So I'm not, I'm not – my thoughts on Michael Fulmer aren't any different than they were before the game. But it's just a sign of, like, this is where you need to use a guy. He's not Mariano Rivera, right. but he's been effective this season. And tip of the cap to the umpires tonight because in the ninth inning could have been uh, the dreaded leadoff walk. Yeah, and, that's, <laughs> and, and I was pointed out to not that. Be, like, so. <laughs> uh, the umpires definitely helped the Cubs out some. And, they, you know, I think he was just bad in general because, like, there, there were some calls that, you know, didn't go the Cubs' way that, you know, didn't make sense either. So 
he was just bad for both teams. But yeah, I I I just think Fulmer is a guy that you only want to use in those middle innings, man. I I don't I don't like seeing him out there after the seventh inning. <laughs> I do think that uh, Javier Assad might not have been in there as long if you had Alzali and Merriweather tonight. Mm-hmm. If you had the full bullpen, like if you had rested, yeah. been rested leading up to it, you may have seen a different game. There may not have been the second home run, or it might have stopped right there anyways. Yeah. But as far as Assad goes, I, I mean, I don't know what else you want from him. Like, I, he's been great for filling – like, considering he came back and was sent down – since he's come back, he's been everything you could ask for out of the guy for the role mm-hmm. he's filling. To take Marcus Stroman's spot in the rotation and give you five or six innings, I'll take four. I'll take four innings from him when he comes in. But to give you five really good – I mean, heave up five hits. Mm-hmm. Two of them were home runs. But that was that was later, and you could clearly see it was going away from him. Third to time me, through the lineup whenever Yeah, to me, Javier Assad was, was great tonight. I know the – final line you might look at and say well I was just kind of a eh, start listen the start they got out of Hendricks was great the start they got out of Assad was great five and a third two earned runs take that every time just five hits like he had very little traffic Cody and I were watching it we said doesn't he have a doesn't he have a wild thing <laughs> vibe with the glasses going on just at least he got a little wild thing for you going there he'd be a different pitcher for me without the glasses but I I just think he's been one of the – you can say the Cubs have five or six X-factors on the team. Right now, Assad is showing that he is a major X-factor on this team. Well, yeah, he's he's totally coming up huge for them when they need it with Stroman being out as long as he has and, like, Smiley being ineffective for a while. Um, Hendricks has been mostly solid this season. He, he's been mostly solid this season. He's had a couple down starts, but he's been mostly solid. But even then – like if he's one of your back end guys, you're three runs that. or less. He's like one of the top four guys since he's started pitching. Yeah, like I mean, Tyone's been a lot better. I know he had that one bad start, um, you know, last week or so, uh, but he's been a lot better uh, in the whoa, last whoa, since whoa. that New York Yankees start. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Stop. I would I would argue that Hendricks is has turned into their number two starter with Stroman out. Stop the presses, Michael Collada. Okay. In the chat, after cutting Bernhardt. Barnhart. Barnhart. He says Bernhardt. Bernhardt. That's all right. He's the godfather. After cutting (laughs) Bernhardt. After cutting Bernhardt, I am starting to change my thinking on Ricketts. Now sign (laughs) Bellinger and we'll talk. Never thought I'd see the day. Godfather's coming. Listen, man of integrity. He's admitting his mistakes. Credit to Colin. And I I think it's actually Bernhardt's. Mm-hmm. My friend, um, it's but, like Jules. Yeah, so what I was yeah, saying, is they, ass on. What I was saying is they've Woods, gotten Kerry Woods, yeah. Bernhardt's and Bajent are gonna take over the city. <laughs> <laughs> so you have Steel pitching like an ace still. Yeah, you have Tyone who's turned his season around and been better. Kyle Hendricks who's been solid, um, but yeah, you still got like two more spots that you don't really know what you're gonna get from that spot. Javier Assad coming in, taking over, and he's been he's been pretty good since rejoining the rotation. Like that's absolutely necessary for this Cubs team right now when you don't have Stroman, when you don't have Smiley pitching well. Like, you, yes, you need Javier Assad to be good. And fortunately for the Cubs, he was good again today for five innings. And that last inning wasn't great for him, but, you know, they eventually got out of it. Um, Wisniewski was good? Yeah, Wisniewski was good. But, like, Assad, was, was Assad being good and, and he's – you look at him for, like, the full season, his role has obviously increased from, you know, so much as being sent down to AAA – um, and since he's come back, as you mentioned, Luke, he's, it feels like he's been a lot better, and his role 
has kind of just kept getting bigger and he's been succeeding at each of those roles and it, he may not be going out and giving you like eight sh- uh, shutout innings uh, but like you said if he's giving you five six innings two earned runs or less like that's great because for the most part especially the last couple months like the bullpen has been better than what kind of we saw early on um, and now you have guys in roles where like if he can get you to the sixth Julian Merriweather in the seventh Mark Ladder in the eighth Edward Ausley in the ninth on like a per on like a like a best case scenario for the Cubs right now mm-hmm. that's how it goes because those three guys are probably Ross's most trusted guys in those roles and so if Javier Assad is going out and giving you six innings two earned runs or less like you're absolutely going to take that because that means he's giving you a chance to win and you're turning it over to your best bullpen guys in the roles and the situations they they are having the most success in and so yes Javier Assad what he's been able to do has been impressive and has been absolutely necessary for the Cubs in this stretch. Wow, two more super chats. Uh, first from Derek R. Tigers' offense has come to life lately. So, what are your thoughts for tomorrow's game? Is Smiley Hayden combo? I'll be here with my W flag tomorrow. We will get to that in the uh, following segments here. So, hang on for it just Don't a minute, leave. Derek. And mm-hmm. the Duke is really just showering us with money right now. He's just. He's making it rain. God bless. Making it rain. God so bless the Duke. Sympathy super for the Sox, guys. On behalf of the island of Duke, my <laughs> sincere condolences for your loss. Ez. There you go. <laughs> the Duke trolling. I love it. They don't even know it over there. Yeah. They're so disappointed and despondent. Well, if I was them, even... I'd just be numb right now. They're, that's what they are. They're numb. <laughs> I'd be tweeting. They're be, all over there just staring into an empty. Cody. Yeah, I'd just they're, be tweeting. They're, they're over there staring into every morning. empty bag <laughs> of uh, flaming Cheetos yeah. right now, just looking down in the bottom of the bag like, mm-hmm. I wish wish we had some. Um, anyways, Cubs win. We are going to talk about smiling in a second. We're going to talk about Javi Baez. Colada. Can't wait to get your thoughts on that. What is Col- Did someone steal Colada's YouTube account? This is... He's trying to get the vibes going. Is that what you yeah, just he's said? He's trying to get the vibes he's going. Collada, Collada's turning a new leaf. Wow. On this podcast. He's, Where were you when Collada turned a new leaf? He's scaring Barbara because she doesn't even know if the chat's working. Barbara's like, is this this an actual show? <laughs> when she sees the chat not, and Collada's so positive, the she thinks I know. wrong. Yeah. Uh, Barb, by the way, how were the meatballs you made yesterday? I heard you were making uh, spicy meatballs. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, meatballs. Yeah, Barb was making meatballs yesterday in the chat. You know what time it is, guys. Rag should know this. Football season. Cody knows because he's going to start gambling on it. Oh, You've waited all year. The time has finally arrived. College football is back, and so are the traditions, the tailgates, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Now, again, I'm going to tell you that's how I made the big money on the Super Bowl. Made that wager, got a bunch of free bets, placed them, and uh, it worked out for me, I'll just say. (laughs) Kick off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the code CHGO. Cody, any uh, games that you're already targeting early on? You got a vibe on any college football game yet? All I know is that the lines are out on DraftKings Sportsbook. Yeah. And my hair stood up this morning on my arms. Yeah, you didn't know what it was, and all of a sudden you, you opened up your app and you were like, oh, the college football mm-hmm. lines are out. Yeah. Should have known. It's I like can't. a dog when they know the weather's changing. I'm, I'm already trying to decide if I think UFC or see, trying to decide if USC can cover 30 and a half points this weekend. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's a lot. It's a lot of points. But, man, it's back, baby. That's, yeah, Mizzou, that's Mizzou football's back. Has 
South Dakota State, I want to say next. Oh week. wow! Next At least Thursday. you didn't schedule a cupcake to start the season. Hey, sometimes <laughs> you gotta. Sometimes you gotta start off on the gotta right ease note, into so. it. Yeah, I don't know what the odds are, but I'm sure DraftKings got them, and I'm gonna. <laughs> You're smack. going Mizzou. Sometimes I'm smacking Mizzou. Sometimes it's just nice to win one. Spread, That's so. right. Yeah. That's yeah. Start start it off right. <laughs> Again, new customers can score two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly when they bet just five dollars in any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code CHGO. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Colada says, thank God we have Ricketts and Hoyer instead of Reinsdorf and Williams. Wow. The National I can't believe he said thank God with Ricketts and Hoyer in the same sentence. Will they still be the White Sox if they move to Nashville? Or will they change their name? Well, I don't know. We were, we were just talking about Mizzou football, or I was talking about Mizzou Someone football. Someone says that, I do. that the Jackrabbits aren't uh, a cupcake, Luke. Someone in the See? chat said that. See, Luke, trying to just start stuff. and you're, I, you're not I, I apologize. They're Jackrabbits. <laughs> I, I think it's South Dakota State. I'm actually not yeah. even sure. But yeah, North Dakota State would be a They're the best FCS team. That would be a tougher yes. But if you're me and want to go to a Mizzou football game, or you want to go, you're from the area, want to go to like Northwestern game or something like that, um, you, That's a tough look right now. I mean, you, or, sorry. How about Illinois? We'll say <laughs> Illinois. You're right. You're absolutely right. Illinois. We'll, we'll start. We'll start with that one. Um, you should buy your tickets on Game Time, right? Buying oh, tickets yeah. to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets, their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. I talked about it last time. Eric Church was here a couple weeks ago. Uh, in Tinley Park, went on game time, got it for like as cheap as I could have ever thought possible to go to an Eric Church concert. So that was great. Um, yeah, they got flash deals and last minute tickets. Easy way, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. It comes with images of seat views, so you can see exactly what your view would be from your uh, from the seat that you got. Uh, lowest price guarantee and event cancellation protection. That all comes with Game Time. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHGO for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 
Very nice. Very nice. Looking forward to college football season. It's always a little different feel than the NFL season, which is coming up. But I, I enjoy both. Um, for a long time, I enjoyed watching Javier Baez in a Cubs uniform. Javi has run into tough times in Detroit. So I have a couple questions for you. Just a short little discussion on Javier Baez. Uh, we do have the numbers from Javi in a Cubs uniform, Javi in a Tigers uniform. Now those are obviously very different. Um, he never developed into the player that the consistent player that some Cubs fans always hoped he would be. But you can't deny some of the amazing moments that he brought to Cubs fans in a Cubs uniform. You go back eight years, two All-Star games, you want a gold glove, won a World Series, 18, 34 homers, 111 RBIs. He was, he was in the MVP hunt for a while that season. He, he was in the mix. But Javi has just fallen on. It's, it's sort of tough to watch him. When I, when I see the strikeouts on Twitter, not that you didn't see strikeouts. Obviously, you did in a Cubs uniform. Some of the strikeouts I've seen in the last month are just difficult to watch. So I ask you this. If you go back to the golden era of Cubs baseball, so I'm talking 15, 16, 17, 18, wherever, wherever you think that stretch is of the golden era of Cubs baseball, three NLCSs in a row, to me that's the golden era, okay? Is Javi in your top five? Just players? Players for the Cubs, whether that's your favorite or whether that's the best. Is Javi in your top five for the golden era of mm. Cubs baseball? No question. I mean, yeah. Who are your top five, Braggs? I mean, it's got it. For me, personally, I was more partial to Bryant than Rizzo. And I know that's not a popular opinion. I'm with you. Bryant, Rizzo. It goes Bryant, Rizzo. Those two are a given. I think you have to have Bryant and Rizzo. And then I'm going to go Lester because there was more consistency over Arietta. Uh-huh. I guess I'm going to go Arietta because we got the Cy Young. You can't. And then I mean, number the, five is Javi. He had, he had the greatest stretch in baseball history. It was a short stretch, but he was the for, for that stretch, he was the best pitcher in the history and of baseball. And then Javi's the number five. Half. Who am I leaving out? Schwarber. And Javi's over Schwarber. I think, I think you put Javi over Schwarber. Yeah, because he brought that, more for me, it's, fielding. For me, it is actually Schwarber, running. but it's a, it's a real tight argument. There's yeah. no way, because Javi, the base running... It, he he changed the way we looked at base running. The way you slid into a totally bag. Totally did. I mean, do you Schwarber's home run in 2015 is one of the most crazy things I've ever seen onto the ever, scoreboard. Ever. And then to come back from a blown ACL, like yeah. like something out of a movie, walking up the steps in Cleveland and and then coming through and de- delivering in the Certainly. World Series. Certainly. I mean, Boy, Zob- they bo- you can make an argument. Honorable mention because he didn't play. What about Zobris? Maybe yeah. in that one, World Series MVP. Like he made. I, what about I, Zobris? I would put Zobris over. But Javi. if Javi does, I would say Zobris and Schwarber had a bigger role in the World Series team. Yeah, but they don't Javi get did. to the World Series if not for Javi's theatrics against Javi, the Giants. Javi was in the first MVP round. of the NLCS. They don't beat the Giants without the home run. What about against Cueto? And then it also hits. Uh, at San Francisco, yeah. where they're down and out, and Javi wins the game. Up the middle. I think I mean, you have to have Bryant, Rizzo, Lester. I think those are definitely the, the other two spots. Kyle Hendricks is in that mix. Kyle no. Hendricks is another one. I, just the, about I him, think the first three spots are not debatable, but the last two are are tough for me. What about? I mean, 
Fowler, too. You know, they don't win the World Series without him. Dexter. Well, if we're talking about the whole golden era, that's a whole like five, golden era. five years, which but, Fowler was only here for okay. two. Fowler, six or six, Schwarber, six years, you know, those guys were more. Six. If you're talking the three NLCS teams. I yeah. get it. Get we're talking who the stars were. Yep. Javi, Javi was a bigger was a, star. It was a fun problem to Javi, have back then. Oh, I'll yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. Javi, was. Javi was definitely the flashiest of all of them, and he definitely – you know, he, he was a polarizing player, and he – I don't know about y'all, but he, he would make me love him so easily but also hate him so quickly because it just – he would be so frustrating but so awesome at times. There was no in-between. It was right. all or nothing yeah. all the time with him. But, the, but when it was on, yeah, it was spectacular. Yeah. He was a streaky player. You know, 2018 was probably the most consistent season he ever gave you. Was um, second in MVP voting? Second right? in MVP behind voting Jones. behind the guy who was, uh, one might say, was uh, stealing signs. Um, <laughs> but whatever. Don't let the facts get the way of a good story. But, uh, yeah, no. 2018 MVP, runner-up for MVP. I mean, they, they don't – I they definitely – you know, they, they kind of – People say they collapsed at the end of 2018, but the Brewers just were insanely hot in September. Yes. But he was he was a major part of them, like, staying afloat with all the injuries they had in 18. I mean, Brian got hurt. Darvish was hurt. Chatwood sucked. He was so bad they had to put him on the Phantom IL. Like, Morrow got hurt. They had a lot of injuries in 18, and they still won 95 games. Javi Baez had a lot to do with that. So... It, it's tricky because somebody said Theo. Yes, I, I would say Theo's in your top five, but um, we're talking about players. It's an easier conversation if you just do position players. But once you throw in the starters, it's hard to do Lester without doing Arietta, and it's hard to do Arietta without doing Hendricks. But like you said, what have the Cubs done without Ben Zobrist? If you're just talking about the golden era of Cubs baseball, what have they done without Zobrist? Well, what do you consider in the tough? golden era? Three straight NLCS. Is that is it? Is it just those three years? To me, it's 15, 16, 17. I, I think and it would I be can, 15 I can through 20. I can include 18. I can include 19. I would, I would say 15 through 20. Okay. Is, is would be the they're golden era. They're competitive. Golden era until those guys they're were traded away. Competitive windows is, yeah, is, they're is com- what I would okay. Their competitive like window seasons. went all the way till until 2021, I would say. Yeah, I think, I think when you say Bryant, Rizzo, and Lester are like probably for sure in the top three. I, I don't know how Arietta's got to be in there. But it's hard because yeah. I don't know how I choose Arietta over Hendricks. But Jake was more dominating. Jake was more dominant for a good. But Jake beat year. the Pirates by himself yeah. in the playing game, <laughs> right? Like yeah. won a Cy Young. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but then even Hendricks twenty sixteen was would he finish third in MVP or uh, yeah. Cy Young? Voting? I mean, mm-hmm. Hendricks was like he had a great peak and he was cons- seven and he was consistently good for like consistently really good for six years. He never made an All Star team, which I always thought was like. I didn't get Daniel how that Scalzo. didn't happen. I don't get how a guy finishes top three mm-hmm. in Cy Young voting, doesn't make the all-star team. Yeah. Um, but he well, was Arietta, consistently a very good player for, you know. Arietta didn't make the all-star team in 15, and he won Cy Young. What about just so. position players then? Oh, yeah. Bryant, Rizzo. Zobrist, Schwarber. Zobrist. Javi. And you're leaving out Dexter. Yeah. If we're doing just position players, it'd be KB, Riz, you know, Zobrist, Javi, and Schwarbs. Not any particular. I, I would agree. Five. I would agree with those five. Yeah. Although you go, we go is tough to leave out. Yeah. The thing about <laughs> Javi 
was that when they were actually at their peak, Javi wasn't even a big part of the team yet. Like, right. he didn't he didn't play every day in 16. He, He's, Joe Madge just started playing him every yeah. day in the playoffs, and it and it worked out, right? And then he was way started two. getting yeah. You start getting everyday playing time in 17, and you kind of saw the signs of him becoming a real star player. And then, obviously, in 18, he had the runner-up season for MVP. Mm-hmm. 19 had a good season, and then things just started to fall apart after that. But, um, yeah, no, he – I think that's what's, what's crazy. But the, the fact the, – the thing that people – like, the thing that brings people back to him, though, and, and how he – was a major part of the winning was that, yeah, like Bragg said, set co or co NLCS MVP yeah. in, in 16. Uh, he had huge hits in the NLDS, the series before that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had the home run in game one. Didn't he yeah. have the, the go ahead hit in yeah, the game, in game four? four? Yep. Right. In game my lifetime, I will say this. He, he, I, I'm not sure he makes my top five for all players in the golden era. But in my lifetime of watching Cubs baseball, so you're going back to the 70s, he's easily top five most electric Cubs of all time. Most entertaining, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I tweeted the video from CHGO Cubs today, like the play against the Pirates, Dude, that, the ground ball. I'll still yeah. never forget that play. That's it. That's, that was the most, like, when they show highlights of Javi Baez when he retires, that has to be, like, the first thing they show. R- Rizzo laughing. <laughs> I, I, how about the tag in the World Baseball Classic? Not even yeah. with the Cubs, where he's making the tag and he's already running. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite part uh, he, of Yadi Molina's career. As far as vibes go, he's there the aren't too many guys that are ever going to touch. Javi it Javi it wasn't just the base running, the tagging. <laughs> yeah, he was electric. Yeah. He was electric at tagging. He, not yeah. only was he, <laughs> he not, not just like tagging, right there, not Rex. just tagging, Braggs, sliding. Yeah. How sliding? many times did we see him slide, lift up the hand, or stop early and then jump in? He changed the way guys in the league thought about sliding into mm. a base and tagging at a base. Yeah. But it has been downhill with the Tigers. Yeah, it has, has been, been difficult to since, see. Since he left Chicago. Uh, speaking of vibes, York. Cody, Sunnyside, Cannabis Dispensary, big-time vibe. Yeah. Sunnyside stopped by on my way to the game the other day, actually. Shout out to them. They're your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your summer. One-stop shop for all your cannabis needs, no matter where you are on your cannabis journey. Easy online ordering and in-store pickup. Great transparent loyalty program. So Sunnyside Rewards, Illinois' favorite dispensary. Uh, some of the favorites include Mindy's, the best-tasting gummy and chocolate edibles created by James Beard, award-winning chef Mindy Siegel and Cresco Labs. Um, you got High Supply, Wonder, uh, and, and a, a whole lot more. So uh, through August, guys, head to Sunnyside.shop. Use code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer, not stackable with other promotions. That's not only for new customers. Anyone can use the code. Pick it up. Pick up everything you need to elevate your summer. Must be 21 plus or an Illinois med card holder. So if you've never used, if you've used it before, you can use it again. I had a buddy I was hanging out with on Saturday who told me that he had just made a stop at Sunnyside and used our code. There you go. Really? Very nice. What a guy. Uh, Somebody in the chat, I I missed it. Uh, Carter Hawkins, Baez versus Amir Garrett. 
Oh, yeah. Muscle that emoji. That's another great. That, that was whether uh, it's, whether it's the yeah, broom thing, thing. The broom was great. Thing. I was at that game. You didn't like Amir Garrett. But, even, but also, like, even at whenever the tussle started at Cincinnati almost, where he got the famous, like, gave him the famous middle finger. Because he just was <laughs> yeah. protect, he was standing up for Rizzo because, like, Garrett was t- trash-talking Rizzo for whatever reason after he struck him out. And Baez didn't like it and said, <laughs> he, he, I don't know, like, I never thought Baez was like a guy like that, but he just did not like Amir Garrett, man. <laughs> no, he did not, and it was he fun to watch. He still doesn't like Amir Garrett, I'm sure. <laughs> it was fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, hey, guys, Lewis University students are just like you. They've got full-time jobs. Some of them have families, full-time sports fans. Everybody's going back to school right now. Why not go back to school to earn a respected degree at Lewis University, 35 miles southwest of Chicago in Romeoville, ranked as one of U.S. News and World Report's top-tier colleges. It's a hidden gem right under your nose, guys. Lewis partners with numerous employers for tuition discounts and offers evening, online, and blended formats to help you balance work, family, and education. Their faculty bring real-world experience. It's not just reading a textbook. This is real-world experience they're sharing with you, immediately relevant to your career. They offer career support and academic resources for adult students. If you're looking to complete that bachelor's or master's degree or maybe enroll in a professional certificate program, Lewis has the right program for you. Lewis offers several career-focused programs that will set you up for success. Highlight one for just a second here. Lewis has a program in computer science. Eight-week sessions can be completed in one year. Concentrations in software engineering, artificial intelligence, cybersecurity, digital forensics, enterprise, and cloud computing. Heck, artificial intelligence, they might be doing this podcast for us in a year. I hope not, but it could be. You go to Lewis. Discover how a degree from Lewis can help you build a better world. Learn more at lewisu.edu slash you can do this. Mike Dubs, great keggers. I don't know what I'm going to do if AI takes over. (laughs) AI is going to take over. So you might as well get a degree in it. If I podcast job for me, I don't know what I'm going to do. The only way we're going to save the world is a bunch of people get degrees in AI and counteract the AI. Take out the AI. Take out the AI with our new AI. (laughs) Kalata says he lives a couple miles from the Terminator. Loves loves it. Uh, 34 people in the chat. Shout out. Yeah, thanks everybody for staying up late. Oh, yeah. Come on, let's get to two hunch. Can we boost it? Give a shout out for Braggs. Give give us the like button. We're not singing. Craig yeah. is asking who will be the top five for the next Golden Era. Ooh, Craig, good question. Save it for an off season podcast, but I do like it. <laughs> next Golden Era. Mm, you got to hope. You got to well, hope. What was it? Shohei was one. It, PCA it, two. Right. Was Corey Friedman the one that put the tweet out? Goes, uh, Dansby Swanson and Nico Horner are your. Sh- Second baseman, shortstop, Brendan. Brendan, yeah, yeah, Brendan put it out. Okay, twenty twenty six, twenty twenty seven, twenty twenty eight, and each time he listed Dansby and Nico as your. So Nico, Dan, your your golden era are Nico Dansby, Shohei, PCA, and you're only saving one spot for the next stream of great pitchers. What about Steele? You leaving out Steele? Ooh, hey, one guy, one man. guy, the Cubs probably hope would play his way into that level. Say a Suzuki, right? Boy, and give him a lot homer. of money. They probably hope that he's that he remains part of this core. I don't know uh, if they think he's a top five though. They Sho- didn't pay him like he's a Shohei's top five. Shohei's definitely in my top five. Well, I mean, if they sign Shohei, he's number one. Yeah. Period. But, End of story. But, but speaking of Sayed, he homered again today. Um, he's been back to back games. He's been good. Yeah, back to back games. He's been. I feel like he's kind of found it a little bit since he that, that little mini break he took. Um, Braggs, do we have that that stat? 
Yeah, so Seiya Suzuki's stats since August 9th. If you're watching YouTube, you can see them. If not, I will read them out right now. 361 average, 368 on base percentage, 778 slugging, four homers, and a 10.5% strikeout rate. And that's in 36 plate appearances, something like that. Um, so obviously still a small sample size, right? But considering where he was for a while and just how he looked like he wasn't having fun out there. He looked like he was just kind of, um, you know, lost at the plate. Like he was guessing too much. Like he just he just wasn't there. And and especially we we know we've seen long stretches of how good Seiya Suzuki can be. And this was like a stretch where it it was the opposite. Like it it was about like the last thing we expected from a guy who we thought was like a pretty consistently good hitter. He may not be. Um, you know, putting up Bellinger numbers. Um, but, the, you know, the Cubs definitely were hoping he would be a consistent, you know, hi- guy higher up in the order. Um, and it wasn't there for a while. And so he sat for a few games. And, and August 9th was um, when he kind of – when he finally got put back in the lineup for a full game. And since then he's been he's been really good. He's looked re- a, way better at the plate than what he had been previously. Um and, you know, it was only a few games. It's not like he got this long, long stretch of games where um, they just sat him or they phantom IL'd him or whatever. They they sat him for a few games. I think he got into one of those games later on and had a, had a plate appearance. Um, but for, like, four or five games, whatever it was, he just sat, worked on things behind the scenes, just kind of got mentally back right and, and maybe some mechanical things that were, were a little out of whack. Um, and now you see the, the, the fruits of that labor, right? Like, you saw – Obviously, the Cubs hope that that break was going to help Saya just kind of find what he's looking for, and it seems to be that he is doing that. It, again, it's a smaller sample size. Like the Cubs are going to need him to be what he's been to continue this playoff push. But I mean, it's it's been a very very good stretch of games for him. Great signs to see, considering where he had been at. And like, today again was just another example. Um, you know, had the, the Cubs not blown the lead, he's the hero of the game. You know, he had a home run, yeah. right? Nick Madrigal eventually took that with the go-ahead double. Um, but say I had a good game himself. Like you said, Luke homered for the second day in a row, and it looks like he's he's found it again. And, yeah, I, the hope that the Cubs have, obviously, is that he can just continue that. Um, because for the, I think this team's ceiling is higher. Of course, this team's ceiling is higher when Seiya Suzuki's good and hitting well because that's what they brought him in for. That's what they're hoping he provides them is just consistently good hitting. He's played pretty well in the outfield too, but like the, the bat wasn't there, and the Cubs hope that he's refound it and carry that obviously through the rest of the season. No question they're a better team when is playing better. Um, and, yes, it's, it's, an, it's an obvious, as Edward was saying in the chat and you were just saying, it was a reset. Mm-hmm. So give – you know, David Ross didn't have many more cards he could play with, say, a Suzuki. And he finally threw down the reset card, and it worked. And he's returned. For me, the thing that's really been obvious when he's returned is he didn't return that super patient hitter. He returned a more aggressive hitter. Yeah. And more aggressive has equal, equaled more power. Mm-hmm. So th- that has worked for him right now. Now, the league will probably adjust to him again. We'll see if that holds up. But right now, aggressive Saya has equal to home run Saya, which is what we, we want to see with this team, especially when that's something that they desperately need throughout a season 
is power. Now, another guy besides Saya that got the reset button very recently was Drew Smiley. His reset wasn't, you're going away for a few games. His reset was, we're putting you down in the bullpen, which is where he pitched a little bit with Atlanta. We know you've done both, but that was pretty much the last card David Ross had with a suddenly struggling Drew Smiley after such a great spring and start to the season where you could not have asked more from Drew Smiley. We were just like blown away by the way he was pitching. Guy had a perfect game going. Um, but then the wheels started to come off. You wondered, is, has he just, is it too much for him? You know, like is the workload too much for an older pitcher? Is he not used to this? Whatever it was, the reset was, here you're going to the bullpen. Tomorrow, he goes back into the rotation against the Tigers team that struggles, okay? What do you want to see out of Drew Smiley? What do you expect to see out of Drew Smiley? You could only hope that the reset works as well as it mm-hmm. did for Seiya Suzuki. I think this is his one chance uh, in terms of... If it doesn't go well, you think it's... If it doesn't go well, I think Wicks. he's going back to the bullpen and they're going to give Wicks that chance. I think it will be... That's what I think it will happen. Um, not always right, though. So, But for his sake, I hope it goes well because if they call up Wicks, I would, I would rather Drew Smiley be good at the same time. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's kind of for Drew Smiley, at least in the rotation. It's it's kind of it's time to answer the bell, man. And he's been he's he's had some good innings out of the bullpen. Like I honestly, I'm kind of like annoyed that they put him back in the rotation because they don't have a left-handed reliever in the bullpen, and they they need someone in there. And I know this is because Stroman is hurt and they have no choice. Well, they have a choice. They could have called up Jordan Wicks already. They could have called up Jordan Wicks weeks ago I, I don't know I'm just I'm just talking but but it's well. not it's not well it's it's probably a Jed and Carter decision as much as it is David Ross but it does fall right in line with what David Ross likes to do is give that veteran as many mm-hmm. opportunities as you yes. as you can because he still trusts the veteran more than he does the young guy to come up and do at least that's the way he looks it yeah. reminds me of Joe Quenville with the Blackhawks and it it goes in line with who he was as a player think of all the managers that stuck with David Ross Mm -hmm. just a little bit longer a little bit longer that's why I think the Tucker Barnhart thing was tough for him yeah yeah I yeah I mean I agree I think the veteran aspect of it um comes into play I also think the situation the Cubs are in right now like say this was last year say they're as far out of it as they were by you know by about this time last year um Hayden Wisniewski probably moves into the rotation and, and gets you know keeps getting shots right no matter regardless of how that kind of goes like they're probably looking at a little bit more on the developmental side like this this guy could have a future in the rotation um yeah. just keep giving him the stars but right now um every win is important and i'm not saying that drew smiley of course gives you a better chance to win than was Nesky, because he hasn't been he hasn't been pitching like he was earlier in the season he was a lot better earlier in the season than he had been uh at least as a starter much more recently um you mentioned it, he had a couple solid uh appearances out of the bullpen um the ninth inning against the white Sox comes to mind i think that was wednesday it was big um that was our takeover and yeah. and now he moves back in the rotation because they need a fifth starter at this point in the season um yeah people are asking what do you expect from smiley i don't know what to expect from smiley because i don't, I don't know if getting moved out of the rotation helped him work on some things i, I really don't um but 
I do think what Luke is saying as far as being the veteran, um, having had success as a, as a starting pitcher at, at points in his career, um, I think for what the Cub, where the Cubs are at right now, that holds weight and that their hope is that a veteran like Drew Smiley can figure it out when he gets put back into the rotation. I don't think the leash is all that long. I think because he hasn't been uh, pretty consistently good for a while now, I, 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 I don't think that leash is as long as it would have been earlier in the season. Um, I remember talking to Jed uh, this last homestand, and he kind of mentioned that um, he's, you know, uh, he didn't rule out any prospect promotions, and Jordan Wicks was uh, sort of uh, – the question he was asked was named in that uh, – was named in the question – um, so that's obviously a possibility, which is why I, I sit here. And but he's also he also said that they're also not like that's not the focus right now. They're not. They may be aggressive, but at this point, or at least as, as far as last week was, like they they weren't like ready to do that. If Drew Smiley isn't getting it done, I could see them. I could see them reaching down in the, into the minor leagues and potentially bringing up a guy like Jordan Wicks. I think. If it gets down to it, they're not going to be afraid to do that because they're trying to make the postseason right now. Our friend Gary Ross says four to five innings tomorrow. I'll be honest with you. For me, four would be spectacular. If you get get four innings and one run out of Smiley, you take that and you run back to the hotel. (laughs) I, I would say if you get three innings and no runs, gravy. Anything's gravy after that. Three, four innings out of him, you, you have to probably look at this as a combo game, right? There's going to be multiple guys pitching tomorrow, which is another reason why tonight was important. That's another reason why I think Assad went maybe one extra inning the third time through when maybe they normally wouldn't have left him in that long. But they're going to need the bullpen tomorrow. You'll have Alzali back and ready, you would assume. You should probably have Merriweather tomorrow, but let's be honest, I'm not – Hey, if he gives me three innings, I'm okay with it. If he gives me four, I'm happy with it. If I get five innings tomorrow out of Drew Smiley and it's two runs or less, losing wouldn't be his fault. No. The good news is that they're playing the Tigers tomorrow. (laughs) That's right. Spencer Torkelson is the only one in that lineup that we watched tonight that I felt like, okay, this guy's going to be the problem. This is going to be the guy that we all yell about them pitching to. Uh, in a moment that they probably shouldn't have been pitching to <laughs> sometime with the, this week. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they this issue with the starting rotation right now, like, we're very, very lucky that they're playing bad teams. So I think they can if, – if Smiley can go anywhere between three to five innings tomorrow, I think they'll have a sh- – I think they'll have a good chance to win tomorrow. And they just need the offense to get it going. I mean, they scored seven runs tonight, and the ninth inning was very uh, exciting to see considering how that, how that eighth inning mm-hmm. went, blowing the 5-2 to two lead. They've, you know, they faced adversity, and it all started with Jan Gomes hitting that leadoff double. The fact that we just now mentioned his name is – should be uh, – we should be uh, – putting ourselves in timeout for not mentioning his name. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, they they got to get the offense going again tomorrow. Offense will be a lot better tonight than it had been over the weekend against the Royals, in my opinion. So, and, yeah. So, I think offense is key tomorrow. 
if they can find a way to get an early lead for Smiley like they did the ass man tonight, then, yeah, I think that he can go three to five innings. Uh, he's just got to find a way to keep the ball in the ballpark, too. Cole in the chat says, what a pathetically low bar for someone with that salary. I'm not disagreeing with that. I, I, I understand what you're saying, Cole. It's just the reality of where he's at in his season. If you would have told me that, you know, the first couple months of the season, I'd have been very disappointed if you're only getting three innings. But the guy was, you know, pitching great at the beginning of the season. Where he's at right now, having the reset, been demoted to the bullpen, a veteran guy coming back in a spot start in a pennant race, mm -hmm. it is a low bar, but that's where I'm setting it at. Yeah. As far as the salary goes, I just look at it and say, not my money. I mean, Listen, I there's, way, there's way worse investments in baseball this year than attendee across town, I know the Sox guys yeah. would say, because yeah. he has the same amount of home runs as Nick Madrigal, yeah, and he's I, the highest-paid player in White Sox history. I think <laughs> you're happy if Drew Smiley gives you what Javier Assad gave you today. Oh, 100%. I you're very happy with that. 100%. Also, we have neglected to mention it's a Drew Smiley revenge game. Oh, draft, yeah. Drafted by the Tigers in 2010, played his first two major league seasons, oh, two baby. and a half uh, with the Tigers. So it's a yeah. Drew Smiley revenge Revenge game potentially tomorrow. Cubs should just uh, bring in Justin like, Wilson. Just to oh, wait, go back not. to Cole's comment, like I felt like he earned the contract. He was pretty good for them last year. And oh, I, I think he's. I think he's at well, for what players, especially pitchers, are paid now in baseball. I would argue that Drew Smiley already earned his contract this season, just with the first few months of the yeah. season going so well. He saved. He yeah. saved all those bad, or he saved the Cubs in terms of all those bad starts from Tyone at the beginning of the year. And it almost looked like the Cubs had, like, a three-headed, like, yeah. horse in the rotation. I mean, at one point, people at were talking point. about Drew Smiley, possible all-star. Yeah. Would, would you, feel different, would you feel different about it if it were hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold, instead of hot, cold, right? Like, like it, was, it was one or the other. Would you, if it was alternating or going back and forth every three starts, would you feel differently? I think when you span out and look at the whole thing, you're looking at the guy as like your five star. What you were hoping he'd be is like your five starter, which yeah. is generally very, very inconsistent. That's mm -hmm. what you've had. It's just been all hot and all cold. Either way, if this team makes the playoffs, he's going to be put in the bullpen. And yes. I think I probably, I probably that could be that. that that might honestly earn his contract because if he can go in the bullpen and be a really solid left-handed reliever for them, something that they don't have in there right now since uh, he's going back to the rotation, like it could be huge. So. Got to get there, obviously. They're, if they started tomorrow, they'd be in the playoffs. But, yeah, no, they, they, need, they need him to just keep the Cubs in the game tomorrow. That's, that's all I'm asking. I mean, yeah, Cole said, by the way, go back and look at his career, impossible to get 100 to 120. I'm not saying he's a great pitcher or a very durable pitcher, but I am saying that when things are going well, he can give you something. Like, ideally in your role this, going into this season, Wes Neske is the guy that starts filling that – yeah. role right Keegan Thompson finds a way to come back and and contribute to the team some things haven't worked out in the rotation the way you expected them to but I don't blame them all on Drew Smiley you had higher expectations for Tyone than you did oh, for sure for Drew Smiley and you've gotten way more out of Kyle Hendricks because I had zero expectations for Kyle Hendricks right I don't know yeah uh who you got I'm not even sure who won who he got tonight because I'm not sure who everybody took tonight but let's get to the who-you-got results. I had Cody Bellinger. Had he made that catch in center field, I would have said belly. Uh, nobody had Saya. I did. Well, yeah, no, I had Saya. Bra Bragg's got the names wrong. 
What? Oh, yeah, you had to change for Saya. Ryan gets the win. Corey Corey took candy before I could take Saya. Now, Dansby did have a beautiful double play. My bad. But Saya is the the guy. Hap, hap, hap. You're going to take candy and and you'll like it. I I believe I won with Saya. Two for four. All right, I'll let you take Saya. Saya wins. I'll Speaking, let you take Saya, Ryan. If we were you talking know about Saya, and you guys didn't let me give my. Oh, two I, cents I apologize. About Saya. Big of you to admit. On August 9th at 6 p.m., I tweeted, "You know the drill. I'm taking Saya Suzuki tonight. Whatever to save his season." And we already talked about the stats. Credit to me. So you're taking credit for it. I saved Saya Suzuki season. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. <laughs> credit to Cody. Uh, <laughs> I've sacrificed winning, trying to win who you got for months. And what have all I've done is take guys who have been struggling or everyone freaking hates and bitches about in the chat. And what has happened? We're in a playoff chase right now. And credit, credit to, to Cody. Me. He only started sacrificing the season once it was completely gone for him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. By the when, way. Once he was so far back in who yeah, you got standing. Right. He had no like, choice oh. but to do that. It was, you know. <laughs> Again, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. <laughs> it was B, DFA or go to the bullpen and try plan B. He went with plan B. It's worked out. He's been a great reliever now. Yeah. Uh, Goose Island Beer Company, the official beer of CHGO, Chicago's beer since 1988. Tonight, Cody went with the IPA, the India Pale Ale on the beer bat chug, and it was less than 10 seconds. Might be the new Which, one. That might be his new choice. He lo- you also love the uh, beer hug. Right? I do. I don't like chugging the beer hug, no, but, but I do oh, like you, it. Pocket Pilsner is probably your mm-hmm. favorite, right? Yes. 312. 312. Me and Corey, actually. That's another one. Always. So, a lot of great choices. The uh, Pocket Pilsner, I think, is Cody's go-to when he has it in the fridge. Grab Ultra Fresh Brewery exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clyburn Avenue in Lincoln Park from their tap room on Fulton in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. I don't know if I can find this at the last second. Somebody had a comment about the beer bat chug and how we're timing it before we go. Oh, or, that we should do when he somebody when he, wants when he it picks to be, up the glass and somebody wants down. the timing to be done when he picks it up off the table, the beer bat, and when he slams it down on the table for there an exact go. time. Scribbler, scribbler. AD. That's it. As a no, I like to do it when the beer hits his lips and when it looks like. The last swallow has been made yeah. on the beer. But you're right. Early Tech, the, the problem is, it's like the home run record. It's going to throw off the record mm-hmm. books, which is critical to this game. Yeah, mm-hmm. we can't have asterisks in here. It, it, you gotta have, it's got to be apples to apples. We don't yeah. want a steroid era of beer bat chugs. Even though the steroid era was awesome. I knew he was going to say that. It uh, saved baseball. You're welcome. Yes, James, we saw your super chat. Some did clown on a new this? Cubs podcast <laughs> did a beer bat yeah. chug. <laughs> Cody just took credit for the steroid era. He said, you're welcome. You're welcome. Were you providing? Yeah, he did. He did. Okay. Uh, and that, by the way, James with the Super Chat telling us somebody on another new Cubs podcast is doing beer bat chugs. I believe the person's name is Cody Del Frado. Oh. Could be. Nah, whatever. Hey, you cub however you want to cub. If you want to cub like we cub, that's fine. Honestly, like if all of Cubs Twitter and Cubs fans on the internet just started timing themselves. We would like to see Doing beer bats. Like you can, I I think that'd just be cool. That'd just be like the summer of Mike Talkman shirts that I see all around. It would be bigger than the Mike Talkman shirts. It would be. If we could start to get like 20 Twitter, I'm sorry, Twitter. If you could send something out on X, a Uh video of yourself uh, doing a beer bat chug with little Goose Island and time it. See if you can beat Cody. It's not as easy as you think. At least that's what they tell me. Uh, 
Smiley tomorrow. We're back for post game again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Vibe with us again tomorrow. Thanks to everybody that was in the chat. We saw like almost 400 of you tonight live on YouTube. If you're listening in the podcast form, make sure you give us the thumbs up, the likes, the positive reviews, all those things, whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We appreciate it. Uh, make sure you s- subscribe to the CHGO Sports YouTube feed. That's the best way to not miss out again tomorrow night right after the game when we'll be vibing live right here, Barb. I'm talking to you. Thanks for dropping in to check out the CHGO Cubs podcast. They're six games over 500 for the first time this season. Till tomorrow night's win, fly the W.